title of the message is Believe His Report. And I want to talk to you about that. Isaiah 53 verse 1 says, Who will you believe? Who will believe our report, it says? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Interesting scripture as I ran across it, I thought, let's talk about that. Because there's a couple questions in here. Number one, who will believe? And I want to talk more on that in a moment, but the second one, it says, it says, to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? You got to believe before you can get the revelation. And before you, and if you don't get the revelation, then you won't walk in what you believe. How many know what I'm talking about? If you're born again and you know that you're born again, nobody could talk you out of it. If you, because you believe, you believe what you believe. What, it's kind of like we used to say, you know, and you knower. I mean, I know that I know that I know. I used to not believe that. I used to, I used to think I had to work to keep him happy. I used to think that I had to be extra good to make God happy. I used to think that if I did anything wrong, then I'm off the list until I do something right. Uh, I was in religion. Then I found out I had a relationship. Then I found out that when I was born again, I was sealed by the Holy Spirit. So then I recognized what I believed. And I believed that I'm born again. So I had a revelation that I was born again. So when you get the revelation... Then you come to that place of recognizing the strength in his arm and you recognize the strength that he placed inside you and you recognize that nothing changes. That's my goal in the area of healing. Because the word says it, but I can still admit to you, I don't have the revelation of the fact that we should be walking in divine health. And probably not very many in here have that. Well, why? I don't know why. I can't answer that because... When I look at what it means to believe something, I should be able to believe that. Why? Because it says in the Word. But I want to walk through just the area of, of believing. Uh, we're called believers. Faith is believing exactly what God says in His Word. He's continually at work in us, and we know that. And we know, we know that every day He's doing for us. We know that every day He's got planned for us. We know that that tomorrow's already been seen by him and he already knows what, what's going on in our life. We know all these things, but we've got to come to that place of believing. I looked up the word believe and it says, trust in, cling to, assurance of, faithful, and certainty. So if you're walking in belief, really belief is, is totally trusting in the things and the word and in what God has said in your life. But I, I have to go back to, I know that I know, I know that 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 I'm going to heaven. And I don't, I don't care how bad I mess up tomorrow, tonight, I'm still going to heaven. But I want to get, I'm talking about me right now, and I'm, I'm trying to stir you up a little bit. We have got to get to the place where every time we read something in the New Testament, we know that we know it's ours. It's a guarantee, it's a promise, it's ours. And we can say, no, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Amen. He never leaves me, he never forsakes me. I mean, we could go on and on all the promises in the Bible, but I want to get to the place in my life, and I'm not there, but I want to get to the place in my life where I don't have to work it up because that's not, that's not faith. 
Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. I know that I know that I know it's coming. But I want to know that I know that I know everything in this word that he promised me is coming and be at that place of total assurance. I'm working on it, but I'm not there. But I have found in the scripture that it starts in our soul. It's a choice. <laughs> Romans 12.2 says in the New King James that you be, I'd be transferred by the renewing uh, you, you be transferred by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I like in the New Living Translation, it says, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is God's, God's, please, God's pleasing and perfect will. I like how it says, the way you think. And I go back to many times we've been talking about this, but it just keeps coming up in my spirit. We have got to come to the place of, of paying attention to everything we think about. I've been, I've been reading a book, and I'll, I'm, I'm going through it again. And I'm amazed at a woman. She's like multiple computers going all at the same time. They've got, you know how you can pull up on a computer and you can have different screens on the big ones? That's how a woman's mind thinks. Now, for a man, it's different. We've got one. And sometimes we don't even look at that one. I can remember Connie one time saying to me, what are you thinking about? And I said, nothing. <laughs> I wasn't. And we're that way. So, to read this scripture, I'm going... Wow, they've got a better chance of renewing their mind than we do because they're always looking at something. But if they're looking at the right thing, and that's the key. And if you're thinking about the right thing, that's the key for all of us. I don't care who we are, male or female, God has designed it. Women are wired different than we are. Even when you look at the brain, the, the white mass and the gray mass is different in a man and a woman. And that's because they're made different. You all recognize that men and women aren't the same? Y'all recognize that even though the Senate just passed, it's going to the House. You know what Japan just said? No way. Yeah, and here we are, America. Christian country, 61 to 30-something, they voted that it's okay for a man and a man to get married. Or a woman and a woman to get married. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is the only truth there is, folks. That's right. And that's why what I'm saying tonight is we, where, how do we get there? How do we have representatives and politicians that come to the place of saying it's okay? When it's not okay. Because it is not what the Word says. It is not in the Word. It is not God's best for you. You cannot find His perfect and good will if you're spending your time thinking on things that aren't what we're supposed to be thinking on. We, it, it can't be. See, believing, believing is set in your mind on the things of the Word. Believing, be, you can believe anything, but we've got to bring every thought captive. 
2 Corinthians 10, 4 says, bring every thought captive. The interesting part, <laughs> the interesting part of, about it is that we've got to recognize, all right, who, who's got to fix the thinking? I cannot fix anybody's thinking in here. I can only fix mine. So as I'm talking to you, you're the only one that can fix what you think about. You're the only one that can take every thought. I don't know your thoughts. You're the only one that can take your thoughts and go, oh, wait a minute. Does that thought line up with what God says? Abortion. If we think long enough on what the world is saying, abortion is okay. Murder is okay. But you've got to recognize, now wait a minute, is what I'm thinking going to line up with word? Is what I'm doing, well, if what you're doing came because of what you were thinking. So we've got to first line up the thinking. We've got to recognize that how can we do that? Well, real simple. Listen to yourself. I'm talking about me. Listen to me, not me. Listen to you in what you say. When you're gathered around, when you're talking, when you're at work talking, what are you talking about? What topic are you spending time on? What, I, now, I'm not talking about being a holy roller and running people off. I'm just talking about, are you talking nice? Are you being kind? Are you allowing the fruit of the Spirit, the gift of the Spirit inside you to flow from you? Are you allowing those things to come out of your life and what you're saying and what you're doing? Are you spending all your time thinking and talking, talking about other things, which is going to tell you what you're thinking about? From the abundance of the heart, Matthew 12, 34 says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth Speaks. You're all looking at me weird tonight. Isn't it? Isn't this the truth? Every one of us are knowing this. What? I walked over a while ago, and, and they both had their phones. This was before church, and they were already Amazon shopping. They were in a Christmas mood. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm, but that's where they were. So they were thinking about that because that's something they're going to be doing. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's how it is in everything in our life. What are you thinking about? What pops in your head? What, 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 what billboard? What commercial? What thing diverts you from the truth of the word? What politician? What news did you listen to? I, I, I didn't see but that long when I was turned on the internet to check the weather and to the side was, voted 61 to 34, I think it was. Uh, that long. But it made me think different. Now, some would go, yay! They're thinking wrong. They're believing. They're believing wrong. It's how we believe. It's no different than I used to believe I had to work to keep God happy. I used to believe, I, I did. I believed that if I made a mistake, I, my chance, like a, if I happened to be in the midst of a mistake and if God raptured the church at that moment, I wouldn't go. I believed that. It's a lie. Why did I believe it? Because I was taught it and I thought about it and I heard about it. That, that's why it's so vital what you're listening to during the day, what you're watching. I find it better to watch Andy Griffith. Why? Not that I agree with everything they do on that stupid show. I've watched too much of it. 
you get to thinking about what you entertain. You do. It's no different than I can get with Neil back here, Neil Nagel, and we can talk motors and cars and stuff. Why? Because we've spent time on those. I had a situation with my Carvette that I'm always in the shop working on. It never runs. It's just there. Anyway, I had it running, and I took it to a shop to get something else fixed about it, and he went to start it and wouldn't start. I had to haul it back to the basement, put it in the basement. I looked at it, and I looked at it, and I looked at it, and I... Keith was home for Thanksgiving. He's, I told him my situation. He says, oh, really? He walked downstairs, and I'm not kidding you. In three minutes, he said, this is your problem. He said, give me an Allen wrench. I gave him the right size Allen wrench, and he took this little part off the side of the fuel injection. He said, start it. Blum, 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 blum. Well, how do you get there? Think. You think. You study. You, it's... Where, listen, wherever you take this thing is where you're going to go. I don't care what it is. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, and that's good knowledge. But now, he's, 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 his intelligent level is off the charts compared to mine. He, could read, he can read this Bible, and he can, you can say what's on page 37, and he would tell you what's on page 37. He can read a book. He's, he has that kind of... So he did that one time working on his race car years ago, and he remembered exactly. Just the minute he looked at it, and he looked at the, the computer that I have, he goes, oh, right there's your problem. It's saying your throttle is open all the time, so it won't, it won't start with a full throttle. He disconnected that sensor, and it started right up and idled. He, boom, boom, he knew it. I, I'm trying to give you an illustration to show you this is how it is with this right here. We have got to, we're in a time where we have got to find the promises. We're in a time where we've got to find what he does, has done for us. We've got to get to the place of saying, is he going, not say is he going to, he is going to. He is going to heal my body. He is going to take care of me financially. He is going to take care of every me. He is going to be, why? Because he says he is and he will and it's a guarantee, but we've got to get it We've got to get to the place where it's a part of us and we recognize that it's a part of us, but it starts with our soul. He doesn't just fix your soul. He transforms your soul. And to do that, we've got to be, we've got to be at that place of having not unbelieving words going in. We've got to have believing words going in. Good example, Numbers 13, 32. That's where they sent the spies to the promised land. Promise land. Remember? He said, I'll give you that land across the Jordan. It's yours. So they went and spied, and their report come back. They said, what an illustration. They said, we felt like grasshoppers to the sight of them. So the, the 12 went, and the 10 had a bad report. What happened to the people? They received that knowledge, they fought on that knowledge all night, and then the next day, they were a basket case because they thought, we'll never, ever get out of this wilderness. Interesting part about that was God took care of them for the next 40 years, but he still took care of them. They never did get to go back in because of their unbelief. That's why it's so important for us to believe and have the right thoughts where Joshua and Caleb, what did they say? He told us. They thought, 
the right thought. They believed with all their heart. And God knew that. And guess who got to go to the new country? They did. It's the same with us in everything we do every day of our life. We've got to come to that place of recognizing what is the truth. They, see, they, they heard the bad report and they rehearsed it. We hear stuff every day. It's no different than I used to love to watch MASH. I still like MASH, but I've watched every program 75 times. But I got to watching it just the other day a little bit, and I thought, they're drunk all the time. I mean, that's, that's just all the two doctors do. Is there, But I like the show. But yet it shows me in my thinking that it's okay to just get plastered every day with homemade brew. And I, I'm, I'm not against drinking. If you want to have a beer, have a beer. It says don't get drunk. They're drunk all the time. So in my thinking, without even knowing it, come on, you're going, well, that's okay. Abortion's okay. Homosexuality's okay. Lesbianism's okay. It's all okay. It doesn't say that in a word. It says it's not natural. It says it's not what God created. I could go on and on, and maybe I need to maybe hush. Maybe somebody's going to throw something at you, but you're thinking wrong if you're thinking that's right. And if you're thinking wrong, you're believing wrong. But I really believe that. I know you've been thinking on it. Think on the truth. And the only truth, the only, not you, not me, just this. And if it says it, then it's truth. But that's my point today. We've got to come to the place. We can't be double-minded. What's it say in James 1.8? If you're a double-minded person, you're unstable in all your ways. And you receive nothing. That's a pretty harsh statement when you read that. So if I'm believing it's okay with some of the stuff that's going on in America and in the world, and then I'm over here believing that God loves me, all I have to do is just lean a little bit in the wrong way, and then I'll, I, I won't believe that at all, and I'm going, then, then, then I'm unstable. Then I, Chris had a, Chris had a, the prison called him and said, Chris, could you get up to, could you get down to uh, room, room 17 downstairs? Yeah, yeah, I'll go right down. The boy was going to kill himself. The boy was on meth and killed his parents, killed his mother, his stepfather, and his, his brother when he was on meth. He didn't even realize what he was doing. Well, what happened? Well, he got, he got it with a crowd that said meth is okay and you just have fun. And now he's back, now he's head straight. He's going, oh my gosh, Chris, I killed my parents. He wasn't concerned about the life sentence that he got that he should have got. His thing was, how can I live with myself? He believed that it was okay to do what he was doing. How did he get there? He thought about it. And that wrong choice took him the wrong way that destroyed his life. We are just as easy to get pulled away if you're not right here. If you don't know, li listen, this is the only foundation that we can trust. 
Everything comes off of this plane right here. Everything levels off of this. If you don't have this, then anything you build in your life is not going to be square. It's going to be out of square. You've got to have a point. This is the point. And you say, well, we're all here. And I, we believe this. I know we do, but I'm just reminding you of how important it is to get the other stuff out of your thought life because it can slowly pull you totally away. Uh, think about how strong when you've got the power and understand it. Jesus was walking along with his disciples, and he went to get a fig off of a fig tree, and it was time for figs to be there. All it had was leaves. And he just said, well, you will never grow another fig again. And he walked on his way. When they come back by, there wasn't a leaf left on the tree. Well, what happened? He cursed it at the root, and he knew that when he said it, it would happen. He believed what he was in him. It's the same with us. We should be able to lay hands on the sick, and they should recover. Why? Because, not because of me, not because of you, but because he's already done it. We sang three songs about Jesus. It was so true, and the songs were beautiful. The last one was it just, when it, it brought me back to, like, wow, Christian music has, has before that point, was just not even like that song. Changed us forever. But it's in Matthew 21, 20, and 22. It talks about the fig tree. And he just said, you know, you're dead. What power? Could you imagine... You wake up some morning and you feel rough and instead of complaining and griping and grumbling and thinking about your sickness, just speak to it and know that it's going to be okay. I, can, I remember the days when, when the kids run fever and I go lay hands on them and it would just leave. What happened to those days with all of us? You say, well, times have changed. No, we've changed. The Word never changes. The Bible guarantees us it never changes. It's there forever. See, we have a, we have a, we have a free will. And I've brought this up before, but I want to go over this again. We have a free will, all right? I have to make a choice and a decision about something, so I think on it, all right? If I have a wrong decision, a decision that doesn't line up with this word, and I make the decision, I make the choice, I have a free will to make the choice, but I do not have a free will for the consequences of my choice, because I'm always going to have consequences of any choice. But I, I, as I was meditating on that today, if I make a choice and it doesn't line up with this word, I'm not going to, the consequences are going to be whatever is in that. But if I make a choice that lines up with this word, I know my consequences. It's going to be one of his promises. Because it, it, it goes back to the very first scripture I read where we talk about understanding and belief. If I believe and then I get the revelation, when I get that revelation that I know, then I know and I'm going to come to that place of, of when I do the word, I'm going to get the word consequences. If I love you, I'm going to get love back. If I'm kind to you and patient, I'm going to get kindness and patience back. Well, why do you say that? Because you reap what you sow. That's the consequence of what I did. If I'm evil, I get an evil consequence, but I don't even know what that evil consequence is going to be. But the Word tells me what the Word consequences are. The evil consequences are what the devil wants to do to you. 
They ha he has the right. So why not make a proper choice? And what's awesome about that, if you make a choice accidentally wrong, God's grace is going to cover you and take care of you. You're still going to have consequences. We get caught up in some things and we make choices we don't because we believed wrong. We slip into stuff we didn't need to slip into, but his grace is always there to take the worst things in your life to make them better. Every one of us is here. Understand what I'm saying? He comes to that place of, of bringing, right believing, always God's will and perfect will. We read a scripture about that a while ago. Wrong choices, you're going to have consequences, but God's going to make it for okay, but you're going to go through a hard time in your life. Is it going to send you to hell? If you don't believe he died for your sins, it'll send you to hell. But if you believe he died and rose again, then you're guaranteed to go to heaven. You set the consequences. You set the, by your choices. But my thing tonight is get in this word and find the truth. He said, well, what do I read? Go to John and just read it and then back up and read it and back up and read it and back up and read it. I'm in a little book now that I'm reading that I'm on the third time of just a regular book. Got Christian morals and stuff in it, but I'm reading it three times. And it's amazing. The third time I'm reading it now, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm slowly understanding what the book is saying. So why wouldn't we want to take the book of John and read it? And then back up and read it. Or Ephesians, who you are in Christ, and read it. And back up and read it. And back up and read it. You say, well, I read it one time. I read the Bible one time. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's alive every day. I'm amazed at stuff I've read 20 years ago that is different than... Because I'm in a different place in my life and my walk. My believing is changing. And I'm starting to see that all this world stuff is nonsense and all this is truth. And if I just stand on the truth and I watch the truth come forth. We got, we got young people that don't even, don't even open their Bibles and they wonder why their life's such a mess. We got old people that don't read their Bible. Well, but I can't read very good. I'm dyslexic. I have to read very slow and then turn them around and think through it. And I can read this like right there. I can read that one right there. And I can read it and read it. And I have to read it very slow. But guess what? Over the 30 years I've been preaching, I'm reading better. It's automatically turning around. I'm getting under. But, but this is the only answer we've got for any problem we got. I'll never forget in the second grade when we was trying to learn to read, they put me in the slow bunch. Well, why? Because they didn't know what was wrong with me, and I didn't know what was wrong with me. But now I just let this take care of it. Well, what do you mean he can fix everything? Yep. If you just get the revelation. But how do you get the revelation? By thinking the right thoughts. Thinking the right thing. Every day you, you, you say, no, what, what? no, I'm not thinking that. I'm going to find it in a word, the truth of what I'm talking about. I'm going to let it have me. Romans 14, 17. I love this scripture. It says that he calls those things which do not exist as though they did. What's he doing? He's adjusting his thinking. Jesus was just a man. But Jesus only did what God 
said. We're just men and women, and all we have to do is only what God says. But to do that, I've got to think. I've got to think. I've got to adjust my thinking. I've got to recognize when I hear something on the news, I've got to say, now, wait a minute. Does that line up with what the pastor's been talking about? Does that line up with what the Word says? And if it doesn't, don't think on it. Think on the truth. Pray for them. It doesn't say for us to cut down the president. It says to pray for our president. Pray for the leaders. It says to do that. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not lose heart. You say, well, pastor, that's what the word says. I didn't say it. Let us not grow weary while doing good, while trying to think right. I say it that way. For in due season we will reap if we do not lose heart. I want to go to, I want to close with this. Psalms 37, 3 through 5. I love this. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. That's, that, how do you feed on his faithfulness? Do you think about what he's done for you? Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Simple as that. Delight yourself in the things of God instead of delighting yourself in the things of the world. And watch how it changes your life from day to day to day to day. Guaranteed, I promise you, that if you get in the Word and think right, your life will change. Every one of us. Let's stand up. Father, we thank you. Father, we know, well, I really can't say that. We don't have the revelation of how important your Word is. None of us do. But Father, we know your Word tells us that if we can just spend our time thinking on those good things, what it says in Ephesians even, don't even speak anything unless you're going to impart grace. Well, if I'm going to be speaking grace, then I need to know what grace is and I need to be thinking about your word says. Thank you that we meditate and we think on only those things that are lovely and good and we can watch our life change by transforming that mind that you've given us into that place of repeating and, and saying the things that you would say, Father. Jesus never said or did anything that the Father didn't tell him. We want to be the same way, Lord, and we ask for your help. We ask that your Holy Spirit that lives in us will help us to, to discern and know what to think about and to, to, to block those thoughts and bring in the right thoughts so the thoughts go to the heart and then the heart goes to the mouth and the mouth seeks the right thing and you change our lives forever. We trust in you, Lord, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Call you blessed. You are dismissed. Give somebody a hug before you leave. You've actually got about seven minutes before the kids get broke loose. <laughs>